You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where a milestone was reached this past week since our last episode. Yes, share what it is. Uh, share, we share. have surpassed 10 million downloads with the show as the Woo-hoo! show. So that's pretty incredible to think about. Yeah. Uh, just kind of watching that over the years. And a big, huge thank you goes out to the SMR Nation mm-hmm. for making that happen. Because obviously people got to be downloading the show. <laughs> they got to be. It's not me sitting here going download, download, download. I do not multiple, you know, I, I don't go on every day and just download and keep downloading and keep downloading. Because <laughs> just to pad the stats. As much as I wanted to do that when I was just starting this whole thing off. Because right. you wanted to climb the numbers. Right. But now it's just about reaching people and, mm-hmm. and helping uh, frame conversations, which is what we try to do each and every week at Sexy Marriage Radio. And we want to know what we can help frame for you. So call us 214-702-9565. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com is our inbox. Uh, we've got a lot of questions in the queue, but add yours to it. And if you've got something pressing, call and leave the voicemail because that gets you to the front of the line and allows you to ask what's on your mind or add your voice to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Because we want to speak to what's going on with you. That's right. And then we also want you to help speak about what's going on with us by spreading the word. And let people know what's going on. Rate and review the show. Leave a comment. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, come join us in person June 23rd to the 25th in Indianapolis at the Getaway. Um, by the way, a little, yeah. little teaser warning, I guess okay. you could say. I don't know if the, the, maybe the teaser warning is probably a wrong phrase. But um, based on our family schedule, we likely are taking next year off when it comes to the getaway. Okay. So yep. that's right. Because of just a graduate coming mm-hmm. up and some different things that we've got planned as a family. Um, are probably going to make it to where it's not going to be conducive to be able to do a getaway. So if you don't want to wait a couple years before you can come join us at the next getaway, come right now, this June. Register, register now, um, April 18th. Oh, I'm sorry, April 18th is tax day. It but is. April 15th is when the deadline um, is, it happens with the early bird rate. And so the cost will go up. So sir, save your spot. Uh, there's payment plans available, but come join us in Indy. Uh, smrnation.com forward slash getaway is where you can register and learn more about what's going on because it'll be a lot of information and a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is we're going to try to get through some questions. That these are some that some just came in and some that have been out there for a bit. Good, good. And Let's so do um, Pam's going to try to keep me succinct on the answers. That's 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 always my goal, right? Dumb it down for me, and hopefully everybody else can understand it too at that point. And then on the extended content, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Um, we've got an email that has come in from a newlywed that he's looking for ways to help um, change some stuff up in their marriage. Okay. And from the very early start, right? Of just okay. how do we bring in and incorporate other aspects of the sex acts that we could maybe be doing, but it's not quite comfortable yet. Right. And so we're going to frame that for okay. him from the very beginning with a few other things sprinkled in. Your phraseology is funny. Not quite comfortable yet. And then the question is, do we need to be comfortable? All that's coming up on today's show. 
So an email came in um, from a husband that says, I would like to hear a show that talks about the sex scripts on how to, and I know every individual's preferences are different, but how to go through a time where you transition positions together to last longer and to have stronger orgasms. I've been married 19 years and we have five kids. Once my wife and I get going in intercourse, it's hard for her to stop and for me to last longer unless we've been really active that day, I, as in we've had a, a couple of times already. Mm-hmm. We, have, we will help each other finish our orgasm, so we're both satisfied in the end, but I would like to get back to where we could orgasm with intercourse and not with toys, direct stimulation, or oral sex. Thanks for any advice, and peel, thanks for any advice that you have and for what you guys do. So this is one of those common things that we hear is, um, and, and advice we've given in the past throughout the, throughout the archives is this idea of how do you last longer? Mm-hmm. And one of the recommendations is change some stuff up, which is interesting because what he's describing then is when you change it up, it's disruptive to a spouse. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden they lose the mojo, even though he's attempting to try to do something to prolong the mojo. Right. And, and that's, well, fill in. You're on a you're on a train of thought, and you're going. Well, and so what immediately jumps out to me is he's put together this idea of how do I how do we transition positions together to last longer? Because that's typically the goal. It will satisfy mm-hmm. for most people. This is mm-hmm. not all across the board, but a lot of times a breaking of a rhythm helps prolong things. That's just the truth of it, because most of the time, if you want to reach orgasm reliably, as you get to a point past the the arousal pattern, there's a little bit of a plateau, mm-hmm. and then it's rhythm that usually helps you get to the next threshold, which is orgasm. Mm-hmm. So if you can break that up and prolong it, it'll help extend it. Mm-hmm. But he also is talking about, and have stronger orgasms. I don't know how well those two go together. Because sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's a build up with, build up, build but a up, lot of times up. it's not necessarily a build up of how long it's gone on. And then all of a sudden you explode unless right. there's a continual ramp up of that arousal cycle. Because it's thin. I think a lot of people still hit a plateau. We're still feeling really good. Let's not get anything wrong here. Right. But, but it is that element of what's the real goal? Is the real goal. Because I'm hearing multiple questions in here. Well, I was too. I was getting a little confused on it because I, I, satisfied for them sounds like it's only reaching that orgasm. Okay. Uh, so I, I guess I would. Um, is that the? Is that true? Is that really what? That's the only thing that is the end goal here. So that's asking themselves the question, ask, asking himself the question of what is satisfactory sexual experiences. Right, right. Okay. And and what can be done in there so that she's not, and I guess I'm, I'm pointing this question to you as the expert. Okay. If she can't get back on track because a move is made, what recommendations are there to get her mind back on track? Because a move can be made. And I think you progress to even a, a next level when she's got that realization that I can make a position move and get back in this thing. And it kind of opens up this door. Mm-hmm. A whole to, new possibility. To other things. She, If she can realize I can keep my head in the game, I can do this. 
or I can just reestablish the connection. Yeah. That because a lot of us think this will be the theme for the day is what story am I telling myself? Mm-hmm. And so at some point people can have this element of, well, if I break the rhythm, the story I tell myself is, is done. Right. I know I'm never going to get this back rather than yeah, who says, yeah, yeah, you can. who says. So first off to answer the question you're framing, Pam, um, one of the things you do is if you look at it in this, this is, uh, just the idea of looking at the interactions of a sexual encounter with your spouse as a play. I mean, Ian Kerner refers to it as you have a beginning, you have a middle and you have an end. Okay. Right. And that's, that's an actual, I love that framework. The beginning would be the foreplay, if you will, it would transition into the intercourse or whatever the actual, what you have usually deemed as sex. Mm -hmm. And then the end is how does it all resolve? If you just go simply like that. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times we have, we think of the, we've popularized on the show in some regards, the way we've talked about it is there's a pattern or a, or, or a process we follow when it comes to the intercourse, the actual sex that we've thought of, that people have usually thought of. Mm-hmm. Well, there's actually actually there's also actually a pattern to the foreplay. Okay. We often do the same things in a pattern in that act that then transitions into whatever the quote unquote intercourse aspect or act is. That then tra- you know, so it's just like you can change up the the uh, the foreplay pattern also and play with that arena as a workspace mentally to see what if you change it up there can you reestablish a connection better because what is it about once intercourse is started that you can't disrupt it can you disrupt something easier in foreplay and still stay connected i got you so that's a that's an easier playground if you will to test it out if you could explore that and see can she reestablish? Can you reestablish? By no, let's try it this way this time. Let's. I want to do this instead as we're warming up. So okay, so you think it's easier to change it up in floor floor play? I don't know. If easier may be the wrong word, but I think that's a playground we can explore. Okay. Or a a, a ground where you can and look to cover and see, because a lot of times once couples reach that point of penis has entered vagina, it seems like some script takes over. And this is just what we're supposed to do. And this is all, rather than wait, the whole thing is the sexual act. Mm-hmm. So explore at the beginning differently and see if that helps explore in the middle or towards the end differently. Okay. And then the other thing that you can do is to recognize, my, my question from what you're asking or from what they're asking is, what is it that makes um, intercourse orgasm much more valuable than any other path to orgasm in your mind. Yeah, because he wanted to eliminate... All Direct the- stimulation, toys, and oral sex. Right. And so what is it about... I, the, I where's the hierarchy come from? Well, everybody's got a hierarchy in the way we, we place value on acts or situations or experiences. Mm-hmm. And some people would be... Intercourse is the most intimate connecting act that you can do whereas another couple could be going oral sex is the most intimate connecting act you could do mm-hmm. or adding a toy is the most intimate connect you know there's everybody puts different values on it and so the that usually means they're a little more fluid across the spectrum of people so what is it that makes this the hierarchy for you and see cuz sometimes reevaluating that label or meaning 
with that story helps open up the possibilities. Well, and maybe it helps understand uh, expectations that you're putting on something that maybe don't need to be expectations. You're you're setting yourself up for disappointment if this can't continually happen or or doesn't or you realize, oh, why am I doing that? Why am I not just enjoying the full gamut? Right. I've got this expectation that really is kind of unfounded. Right. Um, because it also happens on the other side of the equation. So if she feels that gets she gets disrupted if he changes something up in the middle. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden she's disconnected and it loses it for her. So what happens in his mind when they start intercourse, but he wants it to go longer, he's already disconnected if he's thinking, okay, wait, this isn't going to last as long. You know, we get caught in our own heads mm-hmm. rather than calm yourself down in the moment, hold on to yourself a little differently, maybe don't thrust as much, slow down, and see if that prolongs it. See if that builds something. Actually connect with one another differently. Mm-hmm. Right. So back to his specific, I think it was kind of a specific request of how do I transition to help it last longer, even though her brain's not there, you know, her mind, that's kind of a no-go for her. And I'm curious, they may have had multiple discussions about this, but I'm curious if he, if he just is straightforward with her and says, okay, I'm, I'm a transition here. And it's okay if you kind of lose it. I'm going to help you get back in it. Does he know what it is that helps her get back into right. where she was? Because I think that's a deeper connection, working there together. To, I, I'm here for you. It's okay if, if you lost right. the moment. It's okay if you kind of, I mean, maybe she's getting Because what joy it will be to reconnect it. To reconnect it, yeah. And may, maybe she's one that's like, are you kidding me? I This was feeling so great, and you just moved it on me. And again, th- this is where paying attention matters. Because sometimes a person wants to change it up when, they're, when their partner's really getting into it. Yeah. And so your timing matters yeah, in that regard. Because yeah. you're... And think about it. Okay, we're going to go longer on this and not get as many questions as done because it's just worth unpacking more. Yeah. Um. But it's, it's recognizing that if one partner, we, we feed off each other in good and bad ways. Mm-hmm. So if I'm having a sexual encounter with you and you're really starting to get into it, it's going to fuel me more, mm-hmm. which often then can be the trigger of, but wait, I don't want to reach that point yet. And so therefore I'll do what I need to do for my benefit so I can extend it longer. Forget that the fact that you're getting into it mm-hmm. and it's bad timing then. Right, right. Because right? you're backing off while... And you're like, I'm are really... you kidding me? You just took away... That becomes the power play between both of us. Yeah. If you're trying to get what you want because you're really getting into it. And I'm like, I want to get what I want, which is counter to what you're wanting in the moment. Right, right. <laughs> so, so sometimes it's the conversation you're describing means have these prior to, have these outside of the context yeah, not in of, the middle of, of, the, of the situations just to say, hey, this is like a little uh, workspace that we could talk through and try out between us as I'm trying to handle me a little differently in this. And so if you want to change it up to go longer, just pay attention on your timing because it, it's easier for like, it's likely easier for her to reconnect if she's not full on into it. 
if it's just kind of ramping yeah. up and it's just kind of that's yeah. a, if I'm almost to climax already, come don't, on. yeah, come on. <laughs> that's where I then look at the whole uh, script. This is again the story you're telling yourself. What is it that makes it to where if she's already finished, it's all done, or if you're already finished, it's all done. Exactly. You've got more that could be going on, and that's enhancing and expand and that's confronting yourself and the manner in which you've gone about things to try to do something different that you don't necessarily see yourself as all the time. Mm -hmm. But moving into that to just see, what could I learn about me and us in this? Mm -hmm. What are we capable of in this? And kind of leaning into that is a way to grow because it really is. We've said this before. The idea of where we categorize as couples that have great sex, it's just couples that recover better and can reconnect Mm -hmm. because there are things that are disruptive. That's okay. That's going to happen. Just recover better. And that's Mm -hmm. the process of each of us doing that work. Not, not me helping you recover all the time or you helping me recover all the time. We each have to do some of our own heavy lifting in this too. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp online therapy. We all know that relationships take a lot of work, and it's interesting because a lot of us will drop anything to help someone else that we care about. We may go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? Well, therapy is a way that you can do that, and BetterHelp offers the possibility of you being able to do that with help from anywhere that you are, as long as you've got a decent internet connection. Well, this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind everyone to take care of your most important relationship the one you have with yourself. We may take time to hit the gym or make time for getting a haircut, or you may even be trying therapy, but you are your greatest asset, so invest time and effort into yourself like you would for other people. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so that you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's often much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Why don't you give it a try? See why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This, is, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Sexy Marriage Radio listeners get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com SMR. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash SMR. Yes, I know I'm a therapist, and I'm recommending other therapists. That means you got to try it out. BetterHelp.com slash SMR. So here's an email that came in as a follow-up to the episode, which was 557, uh, where one flesh. Mm-hmm. So it's a husband saying, I understand where the guy is coming from in that episode where he states, if you want it, you know where I am. I don't think he's playing games because at some point a person gives up because of being turned down so much that the only way to deal with it is to walk away from ever expecting to have sex again. We've been married over 30 years. We've gone to more than we've gone more than a year between having sex or any type of intimacy. 99% of the time I have to initiate it. My wife says that all we all you want to do is have sex. I really don't think y'all have any idea how it is to have a desire that your spouse that only your spouse can fulfill. And your spouse won't help you fulfill your passion. First first Corinthians 7 through 9 it talks about but if they can't control themselves, let them marry for it's better to marry than to burn with passion. But if you are married and you burn with passion, then what do you do? Because your spouse won't have a sexual relationship with you. I don't watch pornography, but my wife will talk about a guy that 
that he, she knows it's hooked on pornography, and she doesn't understand why he watches it. She talks to her ladies' friends about the marriage problems, but she ignores ours. We attend church regularly, and we both are believers. We went to marriage counseling several years ago. She said it was a waste of time and money. Thanks for your help. Signed, Frustrated. And you can just hear the frustration in his voice mm-hmm. and in his terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is also another thread we've had before mm-hmm. of what do I do when I'm, feel, I'm stuck in a situation where the only thing, only condoned place to satisfy this aspect of what I'm looking for in my life is in my marriage and my partner won't be on, is not on board. Mm-hmm. So it's a gridlock issue. It is. But I want to kind of pick out a couple of these things, Pam. And then I'm curious about what jumps out to you as well. Okay. Okay. Just from a female perspective. Okay. But one, he talks about this idea of first Corinthians seven and nine, but if you can't control themselves, let them marry for it's better to marry than to burn with passion. Which I, one of the things that, that really bothers me is when we use outside things to justify my stance. Okay. Right. It's weaponizing things that I don't think are, are weapons. Okay. I think they're things that call us to something bigger, draw out hopefully the best in us. But if I use it to my benefit, it's not the best in me. Okay. Right. I mean, if, if I'm simplifying a relationship of, of, with God and his people, mm-hmm. I think God's calling upon our character and wisdom. And that's typically not weaponizing things to, to use at other people's detriment. I got you. Okay. So my question that jumps out to this is, apparently he married so he doesn't burn with passion. But what if his wife didn't marry because she's burning with passion? I hear what you're saying. Because there are a lot of marriages out there. And mm-hmm. this is not stuff people talk about because mm-hmm. it's painful. Mm-hmm. But I see this in my practice a lot mm-hmm. where one partner, when they are brutally honest with themselves, they didn't get married for sex. Yeah. They got married for other reasons. Yeah. They realize sex is a part of the equation, hopefully. But that's not why they're there. Right. So to throw out the scripture as a reason that we would have done it, that is... That's a moot point, right? And it is weaponizing it for right. for her purposes of why she got married, right? And then the other stuff is this idea of I don't think you understand any have any idea how it is to have a desire that only your spouse can fulfill. I mean, a lot of this is a defeatist stance, mm-hmm. which that's not going to inspire anything. Mm-hmm. That's going to come across. I mean, think of because we've had a history of this at times mm-hmm. where. I would be really poor in the manner in which I would go about trying to fulfill something I wanted that you weren't interested in. Mm-hmm. And when I take a stance like that, it's, it, am I wrong that it comes across a lot more desperate than solid? You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, 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 I want a man that's solid on his own two feet. I want you to take hold of your part and go from there. She's got to take care of her part and go from there. And there's nothing he can do about her side of it other than be a good lead. And and the lead is for himself. Exactly. First and foremost. Exactly. Because that then leads straight into the statement at the end of, we went to marriage counseling several years ago. She said it was a waste of time and money. Okay. Totally frustrating. I get Yes, but what is it that keeps you from situation. continuing to go? 
Mm-hmm. Go for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because this is the thing that always, and, and I, I, I will fully recognize on the air, I'm biased mm-hmm. when it comes to the counseling profession. I'm a total advocate for it because I also do it. Mm-hmm. This is what is intriguing to me is what if we treated other doctors and professionals like the counseling profession seems to get treated by the general public? Well, I went and it didn't work. Like if I went to the dentist, well, I went and then I got another cavity. Hmm. Or I went to the doctor. Well, I went and they didn't make the pain go away. Well, So I'm just swearing off doctors. Oh, but I kept eating ice cream for every meal every day. <laughs> I couldn't lose any weight. Because this dietitian, right? I did. I went to a dietitian, and I didn't lose any weight. I mean, it's just there's this element of we we seem to treat counseling with this idea of there's a, it's a one size fits all. So keep going, and for it'll yourself. help me. And and if it doesn't, then it's a waste of time and money. Rather than hold on, my perspective needs to be shifted to realize I'm not going to counseling for them to fix me. I'm going to counseling for me to fix me. Or I'm not or realize that if I'm going to marriage counseling, I am not going for them to fix my spouse. Because there's two of us in this marriage. Yep. And the only thing I have control over is me. Yep. So what is it I need to go for? Maybe I just need to go by myself. Right. And this is where if you can change the perspective and the story you tell yourself, you have the greater likelihood of actually starting to address the spouse you have better, not the one you wish they were. Mm. And there's a huge difference there. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, we've said this before, on confronting what's present, not what's missing. Mm -hmm. Because what I'm hearing him and the stance he's taken is, his focus is on what's missing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's present? Confront that. Mm-hmm. That's how you gain some ground under your own feet. And you see if you have a partner that's on the same page or not. Because obviously they're not, but they just haven't clearly defined how far off they are on what they're each seeking from this from this equation with each other. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's perilous. It just means got to be a little more honest. Right. Because sometimes I can find the resolve to understand, okay, you're seeking more safety and long-term security with this thing than you are sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can, I can get that. I want that too. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it like you do. Now, all of a sudden, we've, we've just gained a little ground because we got an understanding of where, why we're each here. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't change the gridlock. It just clearly defines it better. Yeah. And most of the time, we don't do anything that's productive when it comes to a gridlock because we haven't defined it cleanly enough. Mm -hmm. And good therapy, in my mind, helps you define it better. Mm -hmm. And then you figure out who am I and the manner in which I'm approaching it. Because you got to go through it. You don't go around it. Mm -hmm. Well, best laid plans, Pam. Right. You know, we come into a show and, yeah, we're going to get a whole lot of things covered. (laughs) Well, we got three. Three. <laughs> Counting the extended content, yes. we did get three. Yes. But my thought was we could maybe even get four or five today when I oh, set well. this, when I laid this show out. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go, hot buttons. Well, but again, let's kind of steer this to what we're, the subject we talk about. Sometimes quickies aren't as satisfying. Yeah, no, no. And this is the slow groove that you like so much from the show from the song that we've got going on that way (laughs) so this has been sexy marriage radio um if we left something undone 
we want you to let us know. Or if we've got some things that your words and input would enhance and magnify it, please join the conversation. Let us know at 214-702-9565. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Or jump into the dialogues that are going on on the platform, my.smrnation.com. So mm-hmm. wherever you are, however you've taken some time out to listen, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time.